In today's show, we look back at all of Sunday's action in the NBA, all of the games, all of the action, all of the news, everything you need to know. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. What games we're going to talk about today? There were eight games on on a Sunday, pretty busy Sunday. To be honest, we're going to talk about all of that action. Um, so, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> a quick reminder tomorrow is MLK Day. Games start early. Set your lineups. 1 p.m. Game starts. So you got to have lineups set, weekly lineups, extra, extra important. And if you're in Australia, it's 5 a.m. Got to get it done tonight, guys. Get those lineups set and ready because the games start at 1 p.m., six hours or earlier than normal. In terms of news, there's not a huge amount of stuff that I need to recap here, outside of the stuff that went on in the games. We did have Ja Morant pop up again on the injury report with hip soreness. That feels like it's going to be a problem. So that has um, that's popped up again. Larry Markin missed last game. He's questionable. Rudy Gobert left last game. He's questionable. But Clint Capella, the big fella, he is, um, it looks like, almost ready to go. Lisa needs braces. He's been upgraded to questionable. Last week they said, oh, there's no timetable to return. People panic about that. No timetable to return doesn't mean out forever. It means we're not sure. They're lying, of course, but that's what it means. And this was uh, three days later that is questionable. So don't freak out when you hear no time. It's not great. Like we'd like some certainty, but it's the same story as the Hornets listing Gordon Hayward doubtful every single game. They've, they could have come out and just said he's got no timetable to return. And we'd be in the same situation we are now, but people panic about the no timetable to return um, versus whatever's going on here. You'd be shocked to know that Chris Middleton's out, Brandon Ingram's out, again, whatever the hell is going on there. Chris Paul is out again as well in Phoenix. Landry Shamit is questionable though, so um, might have a bit of a change in the backcourt dynamic, dynamics if Shamit is available and ready to go. So they're probably the big news things in terms of um, stuff for tomorrow. But we do have eight full games that we're going to get into. So we are going to get into those right now. The first one was an early one. It was the Knicks. It was the Pistons. The Knicks get it done again with a big victory. 117-114. 40 minutes for Julius Randle. 42-15. Four threes, four assists. Great from the field. Great from the line. A fantastic performance. He has been so, so good over the last four to five weeks. Yes, there are times when his percentages are an issue. You know that. that that'll happen. But the minutes, the usage, the role is gigantic. Now, that is hurting someone like Rowan Barrett, who played only 27 minutes here, had 13, 2, and 2. And you, you go, again, hold on, settle down. You're going to be shocked. He had bad field goal percentage and bad free throw percentage and didn't have a defensive stat. This is why he is not a good category league player because he does this all the time. And if he's not playing 36 minutes and he's playing 26 instead, then there's no use for him. He's not a must-roster category league player anyway. The scoring is nice, but if he's going to be deprioritized, like he has been the last two games, it's not great. 
But him being deprioritized, meaning we're playing Emmanuel quickly more minutes. 34 minutes for quick, 17, 3, and 3. That's not a stellar line, but the minutes are encouraging, and that means we want to hold. Now, there's going to be ups and downs with him and Barrett all the way through it feels, well, at least in the short term. But I think it's worth having him. And there are ways for him to play 28 a night by not playing McBride five minutes, not playing Toppen nine minutes, or not playing Hartenstein 12 minutes, which is what happened. Brunson played 42 minutes. It's probably too many. But 27-5 and 4 for him is a good, a good game. And Mitchie Robinson had 4 and 12. But two steals, three blocks is excellent stuff for Mitch. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Now, and I've been talking about um, Quentin Grimes for a while. This briefcase and this haircut. The minutes are great. 37 minutes for Grimey. 11 points, two threes, three assists, 33%. But he's actually not producing that much. And the minutes are great. The opportunity is great. If you value the you know, the lack of turnovers that he brings, then that's great. But he's not actually doing much. And earlier on, he was getting by on 58% shooting or you get big steals. And that's all sort of fallen away. The field goal percentage is way down. The defensive stats aren't really there. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to um what to make of him. And in a ten ten league, I, I don't think we need to hold. And he's getting to be more of a fringe twelve team league player at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. So so Grimes is he's sort of sitting back into that like fringe Contavious Caldwell Pope territory, maybe. I don't know. Like I had to really reinvestigate it today, and like it's not it's not great what he's doing. The the minutes are still there. Barrett returning is not impacting his minutes. It's just that he's just not doing anything, and that's sort of been the case a bit. For the Pistons, now they were without a bunch of guys. Jalen Duran, most importantly, Boyan Bogdanovich. And that skews a lot of what happened because the depressed penis played 36 minutes. He had 21 and 6 with five threes. That's really good. It was also a minus 20, which was close to a team worst. The other best performer was, also, was a minus 21, Jaden Ivey. Um, and like when Bogdanovich and Duran, two starters play, Bay plays off the bench and plays 25 minutes or 27 minutes. So he's had a nice little run here with Duran and Stewart both out. There's a one-game week coming up. I do not believe that Sadiq Bay has to be held through this week, despite a strong week of performances. I just I don't see that path moving forward. This is good. That's, that's good. There's a good performance there. And yes, yes, you might believe Bogdanovich is getting traded and that puts him back in. I still don't really think that that's going to be awesome for his numbers. It might be an improvement, but I don't think it's going to be great. And then Jaden Ivey, 21-6-6. Six six. That's a really good game, apart from 37% shooting. He was also a minus 21. He played 37 minutes, but we, we can't trust that. We've seen it time and time again. He's the 187th ranked player for the season. He is up to 117th over the last week, fueled by this. But I, I don't buy it. I don't buy him as a must-roster or must-hold guy. I don't think that Elf Stewart is one of those guys either. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Stewart returned to action, had 6-9 and nine in 29 minutes with two blocks playing at centre. And him playing at centre is supposed to be the time when he gets more production. But when Duran comes back, he sort of hovers as a 30-minute power forward. And one game week, I don't think it's worth holding. The only guys I would consider holding on this team are Duran, Hayes, and Bogdanovich for this one game week. In 12-team leagues, that is. Killian had nine points only on 29%. We know that's a problem. But nine assists, two steals, 35 minutes. We, we like that part of it. And yeah, not much else. Kevin Knox had a nice 16-point performance in 19 minutes. Again, we can't really trust that. And those of you who talked about this on the waiver wire show, like adding Hamadou Diallo, 19 minutes, six points. Like once Stewart came back, he doesn't get that opportunity to be the backup center. The role reduces significantly and he does nothing. And that is really not a surprise. And if you did add him in 12 or 14 team leagues, I think you could feel pretty good about moving on from Hamadou Diallo. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your standard daily fantasy. It's not creating lineups with salary caps. It's just over-unders. It's simple as that. It's player projections. So you might see Isaiah Stewart, and they'll have his rebound set at six and a half. And you go, ooh, can he actually get more than that? Maybe. And you put that in as a more. Then you go, Killian Hayes, four and a half assists. And you go, I think he'll get more than four and a half assists. So let's put that in the lineup. We have two to six of those individual player projections. Put them in to an entry. Nick went up to 25 times your entry feedback. You can do it easily in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada as well. And it's not just the NBA. You can do it for the NFL playoffs. You can do it for college basketball, both men's and women's. You can do it for esports, NASCAR, golf, MMA, boxing, and of course, the GOAT, Disc Golf. Download the PriceFix app or go to pricefix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's do the second game. Blowout win to the Clippers 121-100. Do I really need to go on about how terrible Steven Silas is as a coach? He's dreadful. There were reports that um, Alperen Shangun and him were arguing at the end of the game. Fair enough. Shangun is by far their best player, definitely in this game. And they, why is 30 minutes? Why are we limiting him? The game was basically even. They took Shangun out, went to a 20-point blowout, and the game was game over. Shangun had 15, 8, and 6. He had a triple one. He was 58% from the field. And this dickhead can't see that he needs to be actually leaning on him and playing him more minutes. I, 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 I honestly cannot understand. And that's not... And he's like, Josh, you just love Shangun. No, I just think he's good. And do you want me to do another one? Like, why did, with Kevin Porter and Jalen Green out, why did we start Dacian Nix when Dacian Nix had already been overtaken by Ty Ty Washington to be the backup point guard. Knicks went out there and had some of the worst turnovers you'll ever see. Played 36 minutes and went 1-1-2. One, one, and two. How is that even possible? 1-1-2. One, one, and two. I'm not saying Ty Ty is a world better because he isn't. I think he can be solid, but he's not. But Dacian Knicks is nothing. He, there's no reason for any of this. Dacian Knicks plays 36 minutes while Shengun plays 29 and a half. I know they play different positions, but actually it doesn't matter. Because Shengun could run the point guard better than Dacian Nix can. Everything about this coach makes no sense. Tari Eason played a bit under 20 minutes. He had 11 and 4, three steals, a block, two, two assists. Another solid enough game. He's just not going to get opportunities this season, Eason. There's no reason to hold him. We don't know whether Porter's coming back tomorrow, so KJ Martin's probably worth a hold. 22 and 9 for him. Big efficiency numbers. We had Jabari Smith, who had a really good game over the weekend and then had. 12 and 5 in 30 minutes with the bad shooting returning, missed both his free throws and didn't block a shot. He continues to struggle. But is it him or is it the coach? Hmm, I don't know. It's probably a bit of both, to be honest. Smith remains a conundrum as whether he is a 12-team league must roster or not. I don't know if he's a must. I don't think he's a must. We haven't seen enough consistent steps forward to say, well, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It might, but it might not. And if you desperately need production, move on. I don't think he's going to blow us away with top 50 production down the stretch. They said there was no Jalen Green. He was suspended. Jason Tate was suspended. And Porter missed his second consecutive game with that foot contusion. Eric Gordon also went off 24 points, but we can't rely upon that. And he's not going to do it regularly, regularly enough. For the Clippers, John Wall is out for multiple weeks. Terrence Mann was already the starting point guard and now played 41 minutes and had an absolute monster. 31-6-4. Really good game. He shot 75%. It's not real. That's not real. He's still only 18% usage. I don't mind him as an ad, though. A big minute starting point guard who can pop off occasionally, even with some poor games. He's 76th over the last week. He's not a bad 12-team ad. Paul George, Marcus Morris were all out of this game. Same with Luke Canard. So that impacts a lot of stuff. 
but I don't mind man as an ad. I think um, I think the fun guy is back. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm not sure I'm really even need to say that again to be honest, because he just is like he's just playing huge minutes. He is um, producing consistently. He is I don't know just doing like everything that really needs to be done. You worry a little bit about the back-to-back still and, and future injury, but this is a guy that's top 10, top 5 over the last week in fantasy. Norman Powell, 18-4-3. While these guys are out, George Morris, Canard, extra usage, extra minutes. That's what he thrives on. While Batum had 5-5, five and five, he had two steals and a block. He didn't shoot well. He's fine to stream in in like 14-16s, to 16s, but he's not a 12-team league player, I don't believe. Um, looking at ranking numbers always gets skewed with him because he never turns the ball over. He doesn't produce positively in a lot of other categories, but he doesn't turn it over and that really does skew the numbers for him. But the, look, that steal and block number, two steals, one block, is really useful. Like that's, a great, that's great, but you've got to understand what he's bringing to the table. Covington had three steals. That's the Covington way. Three steals, two triples, 23 minutes. But of course, the extra minutes are coming because of a lot of the absences there for some of those other players. The next game, the Golden State Warriors still struggling on the road. 132 Chicago, 118 Golden State. Clay played 33 minutes. He had 26 points. He hit eight threes. He didn't have a defensive stat. He shot 43 from the field. It's solid enough. It's good. All right, he's going he's to miss tomorrow, though. Well, Steph played 34 minutes. Probably Steph's best game since returning. 20 and 10 for Steph with three triples. DiVincenzo played 26 minutes, and it was pretty good. Nine points, three threes, five assists, a steal, and a block. And his role should increase tomorrow. It should. But we're still seeing really low minutes for Wiggins. Now, he was bad, 31% from the field, 1 of 4 from the line, 11, 5, and 3 in 29 minutes. And some of that is allowing DiVincenzo to play more. I don't think that Dante is going to be getting 26 a night every night, but let's keep an eye on it. He's more of a 14-team league player. Jordy Poole, only 26 minutes. That was the worry, wasn't it? We saw a couple of 30-minute games when Steph returned, but only 26 here, 15 and 2, 3 assists, 2 steals. Not, a, not bad at all. Of course, we're still holding but a little bit of a worry. While Kevon Looney, uh, Kevon Looney is rostered in way too many leagues. Nine and six for him in 26 minutes. Not, not interested in the vast majority. Uh, Draymond had eight, four, and seven. Two steals and a block. It's just Draymond. Like, that's just a Draymond line. It's not, you know, I can't really get much more Draymond than that sort of performance. For the Chicago Bulls. It's Bulls. It's a bitch. It's pretty good here, Nick. 39 minutes, 43 and 13. Five threes, four assists, and four steals. You don't get big steal numbers from Vooch often. And this is with um, DeRozan out. So both him and Levine stepped it up. Again, 27, 9, and 6 for Zach with a triple one. Good numbers from both of those guys. But obviously, we, we hold these guys through a one-game week. But the player that we thought had an opportunity to step up, and he did in one game out of three, is Pat Williams. This wasn't one of them. 10 points, two rebounds, no defensive stats, three threes. You absolutely, yeah, you absolutely jack him off. 40 minutes for Desumu, 12 points, 6 assists, 2 steals. Caruso played 31, 12, 9, and 7 with 2 steals. I love that Caruso line. And if DeRozan is out for the Paris game, then you stream Caruso in. But Caruso played well. White played well. Desumu played well. All of them scored well. They're just going to eat into each other's playing time. And the guy that's least inspiring there to me is Desumu. I don't think any of them are must-roster 12-team league players. Drummond remains out of the rotation. Interesting to see whether he gets back in against his former team, but he is still he's out of the rotation. He's still rostered on some people's 12-team leagues. I don't know why. But he is. Um, you do not need to do that quite obviously. Or well, hopefully it's obvious that you don't need to roster um, Andre Drummond in a 12-team format. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a delicious treat, but you don't want fat. You don't want calories. You don't want sugar. You want something good for you. And that's what Built Bar delivers. High in protein, protein bars that are covered in 100% real chocolate. That is their absolute secret, how they make these protein bars, which let's be honest, majority of them taste bad. That's how Built Bars taste great is by having 100% real chocolate. 130 calories in a bar, 17 grams of protein. And instead of just going to built.com, which you can still do to order them, you can get it from Walmart. So walk into Walmart, scroll down to the pharmacy section, and you've got a four-bar box down there in either the coconut flavor, the double chocolate flavor, or sorry, the cookies and cream flavor, the double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you go to Sam's Club, they've got a 13-bar box, 13 bars, in either the churro flavor or the brownie batter flavor. So go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club or order online at built.com. Built Bar is built different. The third game of the day was the wrong button that I just pushed, so I'm going to have to um, bring that back across. There we go. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they win again on the road against the Brooklyn Nets, 112-102. Josh Giddy. Uh, yeah, uh, he's good. 37 minutes, 28-9-9. He's shooting the ball unbelievably over the last say, five weeks or so. Field goal percentage way up, 57% from the field here. He's hitting his free throws at a strong rate. He's been unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, there was some scoff at the rank or ADP of him around 60. I think I had him at about 75, maybe. Um, but he's like, he's starting to beat that. And I think he will continue to play this well. There'll be some weird games in there for sure, but he's playing unbelievably. It was also a really good game. If I'm going to criticize him, I'll tell you when he played well, Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. It was great. 22 and 5, 5 3, 60% shooting. That brings him to be the 235th ranked player this week. So, yeah. Holding him to wait for a game like this is not a good strategy. I don't believe in Lou Dort. I wouldn't add him after this. Much like I look at the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. And you go, oh no, one point. That's dreadful. O of nine shooting. You're costing my field goal percentage. And all of that is true. But I don't actually care. I mean, I do because I feel sorry for you if it did cost you your field goals. It might have even cost me my field goals in one of my matchups. I don't know. But six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. That is a great, great line. How often do you expect him to be a 0% shooter and then 50 from the line? I'll venture to say I wouldn't expect him to have a 0% night the rest of the season. It was a very off shooting night. Everything else was strong and he still played 35 minutes. Do not panic drop after that game. The center rotation continues to be weird. Pig Williams was out of the rotation last game. He played 12 here for six and seven. Baisley played 18 minutes. Muscala was the DNP after playing 20 last game. You can't predict it. Don't even bother trying anything. Even someone like Kenrich Williams is losing production at the moment. As for the Nets, there was no Durant. And the thing that we want, didn't want to happen happened is that it's is it just going to be a roller coaster between Seth Curry, Joe Harrison, TJ Warren. Because today it was Curry, 27 minutes, 23 and two with three threes. Last game, it was Harris who had eight points in 27 minutes. Last game, it was also Warren, but he had nine points on eight shots in 22 minutes with two threes. I still think I prefer Warren over Curry and Harris, and we do have to remember Ben Simmons was out of this game, but it's just going to be one of those back and forwards and back and forwards of who gets the opportunity and who takes advantage of the opportunity on a game-by-game basis, making it really hard to look at someone and go, yeah, you are the guy. You are the guy that we have to roster. I don't think that exists. We know that Royce O'Neal is. like He had 11 and 10 with eight assists. He's going to get the big opportunities. And Claxton had 17 and 13 with four blocks. Still only 10 shots, but a really good game from Claxo. Kyrie really couldn't do much. 15 points on 35%. He had six assists. He had a triple one, but obviously not his best game. And then Watanabe had five points in 21 minutes. And Paddy Mills got 12 minutes with Simmons out. Yep. Uh, almost, honestly, almost forgot Paddy Mills was on this roster. The next game, 
is the Sacramento Kings. Is it? Yeah, that's the way. The Sacramento Kings. They beat the San Antonio Spurs 132-119. Sabonis, 18-18-8. and eight. Again, just such a stereotypical Sabonis line. You're going to be shocked to know that he had no steals, no blocks, and no threes. This is what happens with him all the time. Great rebound numbers, solid assists, good scoring, good efficiency, no defensive stats. That's who he is. The pencil, though. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 29 points, four threes, and a block. Barnes has been on fire. You know how on fire he's been? The 20th best player over the last week. So I look at this and I go, wow, geez, maybe I'm wrong on Barnes. Maybe you know, he is this must roster player. Then I look at this hot streak. That has brought him to be the 120th best player for the season. It's like, ah, oh. so like, no, he'd actually been bad for all this time and he's just shooting the absolute lights out and still had two rebounds. If he didn't hit 73% from the field or go to the line 11 times, there's nothing exciting here. By all means, while he's hot and while he's getting force-fed a ton of minutes and shots, don't go with him. There's no problem with that. But it doesn't change the analysis that he still produces so little in the other categories. And this is a red-hot streak that he's going to cool off at some point. Darren Fox, 23 points, but really empty. One rebound, three assists. Ugh. While Keegan Murray, only 28 minutes. This is why we can't really trust him. The minutes are just all up and down. 12 points, five rebounds, three threes. Um, found a pants return from an illness. Only played 23 minutes. Kevin Herter, nine points. Still hold. That's not great. Well, Malik Monk, like, can't trust that at all. Two points, 15 minutes, five assists and two steals. The guy that we wanted to pay some attention to here was Trey Lyles. And he got 22 minutes. It does help that Murray's not getting his full allotment. 12 points for Lyles. He had a block. He was 100% from the field. His numbers at the moment tell you, yes, look in 12-team leagues. I don't really believe that because I don't believe that he's going to maintain this efficiency or this level of shot blocking, but the minutes are definitely intriguing as he's get 22 a night as the backup center and some of the backup forward stuff. I don't think that he is a 12-team ad, but you can stream him at this stage. Davion had 19 points in 20 minutes, but that's just fluky. Like, he just doesn't do that, does he? For the Spurs, more confusion, I guess, with this. Um, the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? 20 points, cool. 32% on 25 attempts. Oh, Two or three from the line is also rough, and you'll also be shocked to know that he had no steals or no blocks. And he continues to be almost RJ Barrett-like, to be honest. Points, some rebounds, not nothing else, and bad efficiency. And we know that that sort of player is not someone that we generally love in a category league. You can still roster him, but you've got to be aware of the definite weaknesses here. Pirtle was great. Awesome to see 31 minutes, 23 and 7 with two blocks. Don't trust the minutes, but he is a must-roster. And that's pushed Zach Collins back to being just a luxury stash. Seven points in 16, not must-roster. Obviously, we're not dealing with Romeo Langford in 12-team leagues. Three points in 17 minutes. He's played under 20 minutes for three straight games as a starter. Well, Josh Richardson got 30 here. 21 points, four assists, four threes, 62%. Really good. They've got a two-game week, and I don't trust Richardson to play 30 minutes because he doesn't. This is good, but he doesn't do it all the time. Much like I don't trust um, Jeremy Sohan to do this. Sohan now! Sohan had 15 and eight. That's really good. He only took eight shots. He was a minus 12 and six of them went in. He, the role has been there the whole time. This made him the 232nd ranked player over the last week. Like, don't use him as a 12-team league guy. They played two games this week. Trey Jones continues to play pretty well. 16, 7, and 8. He's the real beneficiary at this point of the Devin Vassell injury. Branham got 22 minutes. He's not really doing very much with those minutes, though, while Stan Johnson had six assists, which, as old mate Chief Palpatine would say, a surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Get ready for some um, sing-alongs for this game because we had the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Orlando 
unfortunately, they got beaten by Big Chungus. One nineteen Denver, one sixteen Orlando. Let's start with the Orlando side of things. Paulo had eighteen two and four, really good efficiency stuff, strong, really good performance. Fultz was also great, twenty and seven, six assists and two steals, eighty percent shooting. A little bit frustrated, they only played twenty seven minutes, but they're good numbers. It's also a really good game from Bol Bol, seventeen and six with a steal. That's really good. He had a thirty two percent usage and still played only eighteen minutes. I don't look at this as a sign to add him at all. 18 minutes. It's not a sign to add him. He got sky-high usage and converted. Don't buy into it. I wouldn't. But I would use it to sell high. Franz Wagner. Just solid stuff without really much efficiency here. 19 and 5. And Wendell struggled a little bit. 8 and 6 in 32 minutes. But he did play those minutes. But who did struggle again? Jalen Suggs. Now, I get this question all the time. Hey, what do I do with Suggs? Like, I've said it for weeks. Get that garbage out! Seven points in 13 minutes. Sure, maybe he is still ramping back up. But even if he played 27 minutes a night as a starter, I wouldn't be adding him in 12-team leagues. Gary Harris played 21 minutes. He had five points. While Cole Anthony had seven, five, and six in 24 minutes. Shot 14%. And honestly, if I see Cole Anthony shoot 14%, I go, ah, it's not far from a good night for him. The assists are good. There's streamable value in that. But he's not a 12-team league player. You don't need to hold Cole Anthony. You don't need to hold Gary Harris. You don't need to hold Jalen Suggs. You bloody don't need to hold Mo Bamba. Yet people still are. He played 50 seconds. Why is he still being rostered? Please, move on. Get rid of him. What are you doing? Are you holding him, hoping that, man, no, he's actually just really good. He just needs to get traded somewhere. Like, no. No. He's not very good. And there's a reason that he's not playing. Onto the Nuggets. Big Chungus hits the game winner. 17, 10, and 14. Two steals and a block. He continues to be ludicrously good. While Bruce Brown only played 24 minutes, but it didn't stop him putting up great numbers. 12 points, four steals, two blocks. We just keep rolling with him, even though there are some of the other... Sometimes there's low minutes or, or weird games, but there's enough value in him to keep holding him, I believe. While the headmaster, Jamal Murray, had 18, 4, and 7, not particularly efficient, and uh, Maga Porter Jr., 16, and 4, not, not his best night either. It was a good score enough from Aaron Gordon. Unfortunately, he just destroyed your free throws going 5 of 11. But 25, 8, and 5 is really good. He had been dipping a little bit, so it's good to see a nice performance. While KCP did his thing, like 12 and 4, two steals and a block. Nice defensive stats. Upside's not there. Fine to roster, fine to also not roster. He's a he's like an in-and-out 12-team league player. Schrodinger's KCP. Is he good enough or not good enough? Really depends on your perspective or what your team needs or where your team's positioned or what your roster looks like. The big stiffy, Bones Island. Get that garbage out of here! He was questionable to return. He did not. He had four points in nine minutes. There's just not a large enough role consistently for him to be considered a 10- or 12-team league player. He's more of a 14-team league guy who occasionally will have the big game, but just the overall totality of his work just probably isn't there enough. All right, the next game, pretty comfortable victory here for Portland, 140-123 over Dallas. Dallas didn't have Luka Doncic. He was resting, but Christian Wood did return 36 minutes for the Crucifix, 23-16, and 16, but unfortunately only 36% shooting and one block, while Dinwiddie stepped up as he does so often when Doncic is out, 28 points and nine assists. The big performance here coming off the bench is Jaden Hardy who played 27 minutes, had 25 points. Of course, when you got an opportunity to start Frank Nielakini, you're always going to take it. 23 minutes for him, but Hardy really stepped up, and it's becoming a pattern that when Doncic is out, Hardy can be streamed in for scoring. He doesn't do much else. 25-2-2, two two, three threes, but got to the line nine times. I think he does have a pretty interesting future in the NBA. Whether old mate Jason Kidd allows it to happen or not remains to be seen. They started Dwight Powell next to Wood, but in the second half, it was Davis Bertans, who played 28 minutes, 11 points with three triples. We're not doing anything with that. We're not doing really anything with Powell either. While Reggie Bullock went back to being Reggie Bullock, 10 points, two threes, 35 minutes. 
11% usage continues to be useless and is only a scheduled streamer. For the Blazers, Lillard with another monster. 40 points, 6 assists, 4 triples. Perfect 16 of 16 from the line. The buy low worked pretty well on him. And Jeremy Grant was also really good here. He had another four threes at 80%. That, that number still continues to be ridiculous. 20 points, not much else. Four rebounds, one steal, two, two of two from the line. Only 25 minutes for Grant as he got in foul trouble. So it could have been a lot better, but he is just shooting the absolute lights out and continues to do so. We had 20 points also for Anthony Simons. Actually, it was a, quite a weird game. Lillard scored 40, Grant 20, Nurkic 20, Simons 20, Nasir Little 10. All those guys right in the button of uh, round numbers. Simons had 20 on poor efficiency. That's stock standard, stock standard for him. But it was a good game from Nasir Little. He played 16 minutes in his first game back. Interestingly enough, that's sort of more than he was playing before he got hurt. 10 points, three threes, one steal, two blocks. That is the sort of line that we thought, hey, if he's able to get the starting position over Josh Hart, he might be a sneaky 12-team league guy. Now, of course, he was nowhere near that. But that's interesting, especially with Hart playing just 29 minutes. I am still holding Hart, but I might not be saying that in three weeks' time. 8-12 and 12 with two blocks for Josh on 27% shooting, not his best night. While Gaz Payton, after four steals last game, had zero. Again, not a 12-team league player. The steals were great, but he is absolutely not a 12-team league guy, in my opinion. The last game of the night was the Sixers on a back-to-back, knocking off the Los Angeles Lakers, 113-112, the final score. Jim Harden, 24-7-13, and 13, a steal and a block. Really, really strong numbers. He's the number two player over the last week. While Joel Embiid had 35-11 and 11 with a steal and a block. He's the number nine player over the last week and number two for the season. These guys putting up great numbers. But the big surprise was the change in the starting lineup. Tyrese Maxey came off the bench and DeAnthony Melton started. Now, Doc Rivers, after the game, said they've got three different starting lineups. I'm going to guess one of them's with Maxey starting, one of them's with Melton starting, and the other one was with both of them starting and PJ Tucker moving to the bench. It didn't really change much because Melton still only played 21 minutes and had zero points, but he did have a steal and a block while Maxi played 33 off the bench and scored and did nothing else. That's sort of what these guys do. I still think that you are probably in your best interest to hold DeAnthony Melton, but it's going to be ups and downs, and this is not a particularly good line. Toby Harris, 15 points. Three blocks is awesome. He's been really strong on defensive stats, which sort of comes out of nowhere. Um... I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. And we're also seeing PJ Tucker playing, instead of 28 minutes now, he's a 23, 24-minute player. Not that it matters for fantasy, but it matters for the minutes of Harris and Melton and Maxi and those sort of guys. Maxi still is a 12-team league guy, but again, I think we've all disavowed ourselves of the notion of him being top 50 or top 60. I don't think that's got any chance really of happening. For the um, Lakers, LeBron had 35, 8, and 10 with a triple one. Very strong game from him. Well, Westbrook had a triple double. Good. Still made some bad mistakes, but 20, 14, 11, steal a block. Couldn't ask for much more than that from a fantasy line from him. And the wheels are falling off for Tom Bryant. 20 minutes, 10 points. He had two fouls, so it wasn't foul trouble. Embiid's not a great matchup, but that's two really bad games in a row for Tom. 10 and 3 with a block. And it was this always happens. People always misinterpret a lot of what I say. Man, the other day when he had that big game, when are you going to issue your apologies to Tom Bryant? Just say you were wrong. They never come back and say, well, actually, maybe I was wrong about Tom Bryant. And it never happens. Tom Bryant's a really, really solid offensive center, usually, and a terrible defensive one. And this is why I don't believe that him and Anthony Davis are going to work together as a pairing in big minutes. You still obviously keep rostering Thomas Bryant. But if you could sell high, if someone buys in, it's going to be hard after these last two games. If someone buys in that he's going to play 32 minutes a night next to Davis, then you absolutely unload him for that. You absolutely do it. Troy Brown started, played 37 minutes. 
Steal a block, two threes, 13 points. He's turning into a solid enough 14-team league guy while these players are all out. Well, Dennis Schroeder, ooh. Remember, again, we get people love highlighting this. Dennis Schroeder's on a roll. He's averaging 19 points over his last four games, and they never mention that he's doing it shooting 75% from three and 80% from two, whatever he was doing, which we should know as fantasy managers. We look at that and go, oh, yeah, there's no chance. Like, there's no way. Like this is, It's not going to happen. Like I know who Dennis Schroeder is. Like This is not going to stick. The points are sexy. We love it. It's great. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. It's not going to stick. And he had eight points with zero rebounds on 33% shooting and was one of two from the line for a disastrous um, overall fantasy stat set, 290th over the last week. Like, is he even worth holding? Mm, I don't think so. I think I, look, he played only 31 minutes because let's be honest, he's not very good. I, I don't mind a hold of him in a 12-team league, especially in a points league, but the limitations are there. And as always, if he is your worst player, you don't have to hold him. And these last couple of games might suggest that that might be the case. It was also another strong game from Wenyan Gabriel. He is interesting. He's rostered nowhere. So you can grab him in all 16 team leagues and probably 14s. I don't know if this sticks. He had 14 points, two blocks in 26 minutes. And it probably doesn't. But I wouldn't go in 12s. But I don't know. There's just a little bit of flash here from Gabriel that's making me, it's obviously impacting Tom Bryant, but it's making me just think a little bit about where it goes from here. The lines of the night, the monstrous. It's Vucevic. It's big Vucevic. Vucevic. The waiver wire is Terrence Mann. Not, not a bad ad. Young gun of the night is Josh Giddy, And the dud of the night is Rowan Barrett Jr. Your top 10 players in category leagues, number one is Vooch, followed by Julius Randle, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, LeBron, Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, Terrence Mann, and Joel Embiid. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Mann is at one. Tari Eason, really good. I don't buy it at all. Not that I don't believe in him. I don't believe in the coach. So I wouldn't add him. Alex Crusoe, one game this week. Kobe White, one game this week. We're not adding those guys. Davion Mitchell, shot like 80%. Not real to continue. Seth Curry, stream him on, on Nets games, but don't feel obliged to hold. Ayodesumu, no. Rob Covington, deeper league sort of stuff there. KJ Martin, if Kevin Porter's out, we can still roll with KJ. And then Isaiah Livers had a pretty solid performance, but nothing that I'm getting overly worked up about. And your points league top 10 for the day. Vooch at one, followed by Randall, Embiid. Uh, sorry, Randall, LeBron, Embiid, Harden, Westbrook, Jokic, Lillard, Giddy, and Zach Levine. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.